Lecture Topic 29th Ramadan Fajr Over this past few days, eight, nine days, we have learned many du'as. It sounds many to us perhaps, but these many are not even a fraction of the du'as that Rasulullah used to recite on these various occasions. The number of du'as that are recorded in the books of hadith is really astounding. And what this makes it very, very clear and obvious that Rasulullah his entire day, night was filled with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and a very big part of that remembrance was in the form of these askar, these tasbihat, these du'as. So what we have covered is not even a fraction of it, a small fraction. So we need to obviously try and practice on whatever we've learned and try to learn more as well. The aspect that is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif regarding Rasulullah that He would not sit any place, he would not wake up from any sitting except on the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. This is a very comprehensive statement, it's all-encompassing, sitting in its more generalized form would mean even sleeping, before sleeping, when waking up. So at every juncture, at every step, there was some zikr of Allah Ta'ala, some dua, some way of remembering Allah Ta'ala. And this is what we have to train ourselves to do. Everything happens with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Because there's only two situations, one of two situations that a person can be in. Either he is in the state of zikr, and if he is not in the state of zikr, he will be in the state of ghaflat. And this ghaflat is the root to all the evils and problems, because ghaflat starts from there, it starts off first at one level, then another level, then it takes a person, Allah for way. So the ilaj of that ghaflat is the opposite, zikr. So now when a person will constantly remember Allah Ta'ala in all the different ways of remembering Allah Ta'ala and among them are these du'as. And as mentioned yesterday, the people reached the very great goal of nisbat, of ta'alluq ma'allah, of that wealth of ihsan and the means of getting there, obviously all the amal that they were obliged to do, they never compromised on that. They stayed away from sin. But together with that, it was these du'as. <coughs> then these du'as are means of the protection that Allah Ta'ala has promised in it. And all the barakat and blessings. So we should try to make this a part and parcel of our daily tartib, our ma'mul, that we recite these du'as. And we teach it to others as well, at home, etc. We try to teach it to everybody to get practicing on it slowly, one one dua at a time. Among the aspects that Rasulullah has taught us to recite at night, one is what is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, 
the one who recites the last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah Fi Laylatin, at night at night now Fi Laylatin, night starts off from Maghrib so here there isn't any specification of when a person goes to bed like in the case of Tasbih Fatimi the person who goes to bed so at the time when he's gone to bed, meaning he's come to his bed now that's the time to recite the Tasbih Fatimi so that is a specific time, but this is Fi Laylatin in the night. The night starts off from Maghrib, so any time from that time. So the person who recites these two ayat, starting off from Aman al-Rasulu bima unzila ilayhi min rabbihi wal mu'minun, till the end of Surah Al-Baqarah, it'll take maybe one minute, one and a half minutes at the most. Maybe less than a minute, or perhaps one minute to be comfortable. But the virtue of this is kafatahu. The recitation of these two ayat will suffice for him. Suffice from what? So the more preferred explanation of this is that it will suffice from all the harmful things. Whether it is in the form of jinn, jadu, all these things. Whether in any other form, this will become a means of protection. Now this is established from authentic ahadith. From the ahadith of the highest category, some of them. So these are the first things to practice on. We tend to take very much to things that are sometimes prescribed in the form of some wazayif. That too is displaced provided it is within the limits of Sharia. But this is always the first thing to be done. This is always the first aspect to now take to. So this is one thing that we should now try and practice on. Very simple. Most of us are if a person is not a Hafiz too, most are still familiar with these ayat, we recite them, or then we learn them if we don't know it yet. So, Amana Rasulu bima unzira ilayhi min rabbihi wal mu'minun, till the end. Other aspects to be very punctual on, this is mentioned in one hadith sharif, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had appointed Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala to guard the zakat. Now, in those days there was no warehouses, now people would come with their zakat in the form of grain, in the form of food, items, whatever they were planting and whatever they were harvesting, so that would become the zakat that they would now come and give. And then this would have to be stored till it could be now distributed to its eligible recipients. So now this, there were no warehouses, so it was kept in the open, in the courtyard of the masjid often, and Nabi Sallallahu appointed Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an to guard over this. So now the first night somebody came and he's now ruffling in it. So he got hold of him. This person made some story and some excuse. I'm a very poor person and my family is suffering and therefore I just, in any case he warned him, don't do this again. And the person disappeared. And the next night the same thing happened. And then the third time this happened, he grabbed hold of the person and he said, La ila Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa I am going to most certainly now present you in the court of Nabi Salaam tomorrow. So this person said, look, please release me, I'll teach you something that will benefit you. And the Hadith Sharif, the words thereafter comes now, this person was now ruffling in the, in the wealth of sadaqah and zakat, and he was now arrested. And now he's saying, please release me, but I'll teach you something, I'll teach you something that will benefit you. So, in the Hadith Sharif, it is, as a, so to say, in brackets we may call it, say, وَكَانُوا أَحْرَسَ النَّاسِ عَلَى الْخَيْرِ 
that the Sahaba were extremely greedy, so to say. The word literally translated, we can translate, obviously is not in the negative context. Very greedy for every good action that they could get. This was something that they... Now he heard that I'll teach you something that will benefit you. He melted on this. And he said, okay, if you're going to teach me something that will benefit me, meaning something that will bring me closer to Allah Ta'ala, something will benefit me in Akhirat, then I'll release you. So any case, person says to him, that when you go to bed, you recite Ayatul Kursi. Recite Ayatul Kursi, Allahu la ilaha illahu al-hayyul qayyum, then, and the benefit of this would be, لَيْ يَزَالَ لَكَ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَافِظٌ لَيَزَالَ عَلَيْكَ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَافِظٌ One is, that Allah will appoint an angel to protect you. Allah will appoint an angel to protect you. وَلَا يَقْرُبْكَ شَيْطَانٌ حَتَّى تُصْبِحَ Until the morning, shaitan will not be able to come close to you. Subhanallah, what a tremendously great benefit. So in any case, he released him on this. Now the next morning, Nabi Islam asked him that, what happened? You had arrested that person yesterday and then what happened? Where is he? So he says, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi this is what happened. And the person said this and I let him go. Rasulullah Sallallahu said, Sadaqa. What he said was correct. Whereas he is the biggest liar. That was shaitan. You had arrested shaitan, he came in human form. But this was the one time that he spoke the truth. He is the biggest liar. But this was a truth that he said. So in any case, this is something that has been taught to us, that we should be reciting this, Ayatul Kursi. And this is our protection. We doing ourselves a favor. Not anybody else. We should teach our children this. So the last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah and Ayatul Kursi. And together with that, before sleeping, the tasbih fatimi we discussed this, we discussed the aspect about Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, but together with that is the aspect of Tasbih Fatimi. The first one was regarding the ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala no. <clears throat> He says, I cannot think of anybody with any intelligence that would have gone to bed without having yet recited this. Person with the least amount of thinking and intelligence too, he won't let this miss him. And on the aspect of Tasbih Fatimi, the recitation of Subhanallah 33 times, Alhamdulillah 33 times, Allahu Akbar 34 times. In terms of going, being recited at the time of going to bed, Nabi Wasallam said to the Fatima and Ali radiallahu said to them that this is better for you min khadimin. The incident is well known to us. Fatima had come to request some helper and Nabi Wasallam was at that time occupied and he came to their home later in the night. And he asked what was the issue that you had come for. Hazrat Ali explained that she has all these very difficult tasks the whole day. And she becomes so tired and exhausted with taking care of all the chores on her own. And not the chores, much of which nowadays gets done by pressing some buttons. By appliances. Those days all these things were done physically. And let alone just making that bread. First though that flour had to be ground. And all very, very difficult chores. Therefore I said, I suggest that she should come and ask for some helper, for some slave be given to her. Nabi Islam said, should I tell you something better? Should I give you all something better? 
Who is he talking to? He's talking to his most beloved daughter. Which daughter? The daughter who is the queen of Jannat. And she's come to ask for a helper. But Allah's Nabi is saying, I will give you something better than that. What is better? Nabi is presented to them tasbih. And she took it wholeheartedly and very happily. Ali radiallahu says, from that day, from the day Rasulullah sallallahu taught us this tasbih, tasbih Fatimi. Now this, the benefit, the muhaddithin write on this, that this was given to them on their request for somebody to help them, for a slave, to assist with all these difficult tasks. Nabi sallallahu presented this to them. The benefit of this would be, one is the spiritual benefit, which was discussed a few days back. And together with that, this has the benefit of giving a person physical strength. That the day's work and tasks, inshallah, he'll be able to accomplish easily. This is the barakat of this recitation before going to bed. So the time to recite this is when a person has reached their bed. Now this is the other very great benefit of it. All these various recitations, Ayatul Kursi is being recited, Tasbih Fatima is being recited now. This is at the time of now. So many a times, this is the time when people, shaitan comes and just wipes them off their feet. Now the person is going to lie down to sleep and then he's going to lie down with some haram and some filth and Allah forbid what not and sticking something in his ear to listen to haram. Allah forbid if moth comes in that manner. We have been taught in the Hadith Sharif also about when a person wakes up the first thing in the morning, the dua to recite, Alhamdulillah illadhi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhi nushur. All praise due to Allah Ta'ala who brought us to life after death. That sleep and no mu'ukhtul maut. That sleep is a sister of death. So it's reminding us of death. That you may never wake up also. How many people go to sleep, don't wake up in this dunya? The next is then they are buried in their cover. Now with that earphone stuck in the ears, listening to music, Allah forbid falling asleep with some haram. And if that becomes the last thing that we saw, last thing we heard, and the next thing is our mouth, what kind of meeting with Allah Ta'ala that would be? So, when these recitations are going to be, inshallah, done with due importance, then this will become a protection from all these wasawis and all these shaitani influences. Person, inshallah, go to bed on the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. He'll go to bed with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So if his moth comes, he will be raised in that manner. Because how a person dies, that's how he'll be raised. How does a person want to be raised listening to music on the day of Qiyamah? Want to be raised watching some filth on the day of Qiyamah? Want to be raised taking Allah Ta'ala's name? So we go to sleep in that manner. If our moth comes in that way, that will be the last thing that have we uttered. That was the last thing we probably heard ourselves recite. That's how we'll be raised on the day of Qiyamah. So this is the other very great benefit. Hazrat Ali radiallahu says, from that day that Nabi Islam taught us this tasbih, till this day, now he's talking about this few decades later, maybe 30, 40 years later he's talking about it. He says, from that day, till this day, I have never missed it once. From that day till this day, 35, 40 years passed, whatever time, at least 30 years would have passed in between because in between the, the, narrate, the, the student is asking him not even 
on the occasion of the battle of Sifin that was a very very difficult time Ali was the commander in chief and obviously it was so on that night when you went to rest for that brief moment for that brief while at that time too you didn't forget it you didn't miss it out he said not even on that occasion not even on that occasion I missed it out this was the extent to which they took it to heart and they practiced on it so we too have to take it to heart similarly and this is the benefits we get all the benefits ours it brings us closer to Allah Ta'ala it gives us the physical strength as well and protects us from the shaitan enables uh, it brings for us a, an angel to protect us the whole night so these are the things we require as the angel is alongside us protecting us inshallah we will get protected from the influences of nafs and shaitan that takes us into all kinds of evil and vice at that time Allah Ta'ala protect us from all that so we should now, inshallah, make this a part. And all these recitations are very easy, very simple, hardly take any time. So what have we really, what effort have we had to put into it? And yet there's so much to take. Therefore, Ali radiallahu's words, that I can't think of anybody with any intelligence that he would have passed the night and he didn't recite that last ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah. Likewise, the other recitations, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, that we practice on this. Teach it to others as well. Allah Ta'ala make it easy, inshaAllah. A'udhu billahi s-sami'i al-alimi min ash-shaytani r-rajim. A'udhu billahi s-sami'i al-alimi min ash-shaytani r-rajim. A'udhu billahi s-sami'i al-alimi min ash-shaytani r-rajim. Wallahu al-lazhi la ilaha illahu a'alimu al-ghaybi wa-shahada wa-rrahman ar-rahim. Wallahu al-lazhi la ilaha illahu al-maliku al-quddus al-salamu al-mu'minu al-muhaymin al-aziz al-jabbar al-mutakabbir Subhanallah al-amma al-shrikun Wallahu al-khaliq al-bari' al-musawwir lahu al-asma' al-husna Yusabbihu lahu ma fi al-samawati wal-arab wa huwa al-aziz al-hakim Hasbi Allahu la ilaha illahu alayhi tawakkaltu wa huwa rabbul arshi al-azim حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يرد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يرد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يرد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب من شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق من شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد من شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب 
من شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس